0: Hi, friends, this is Raj again, and I welcome you to yet another episode of The Career GPS, the daily podcast that will provide you with the strategies, perspectives and tactics that will move you at least one step forward in your career journey. In this podcast, I try to avoid any fluff. Instead, we'll get straight to the point and lay out the unfiltered truth about matters relating to work, career, entrepreneurship and life in general. The Great Resignation Part 2. In the last episode, which was also the part 1 of the Great Resignation, I talked about my theories on the potential reasons for this mass exodus of employees from the existing companies. I also talked about why I do not think the situation will be much different in India and we'll see a similar wave late this year or early next year in this episode which is a part two of the great resignation i will talk about how you can prepare yourself and make the most of the situation but what if you're a manager and will have to bear the brunt when people leave we have some strategies for you as well so let's dive right in so first what can you as employees do here are some tips that i have for you tip number one Recognize that the power is temporarily shifting from the employer to the employee for a short period of time. This is the time to do careful research and identify the work you want to do, the company that you want to work for and the sort of people you want to be around. So make the switch while you have the chance. Tip number two, introspect on what you want in your life and career. Things are not going to be the same and now is the time to ask yourselves what you want in life. This may require some deep soul-searching and introspection. But recognize that the coming tsunami of resignations will give you a chance to reset your career in a major way. Take advantage of it, but do the introspection now. Tip number three, examine your career season. There is this concept for, called career season. And you know the, the premise behind that is that different people are in different seasons in their career. You have to ask yourself, which season are you in? Are you in the growth season where you're looking to grow rapidly? Or are you in the lifestyle season where you're looking for work-life balance? Or are you in the reinvention season where you are looking to change your path completely? Understanding of your career season is as important as understanding your career aspirations. Sometimes seasons play a bigger role in your choices or in your happiness. Tip number four. Having thought through your career aspirations and your career season, you are now well positioned to make the decision on the next choice. Do you want to work in a startup or in a safe, established company? If you're in the growth season, a startup may make sense unless safety is a concern for you. And for people in the lifestyle phase, an established company will be a better choice. If you are in the reinvention phase, a startup may be willing to take a chance on you. Tip number five Do not look at money as a key factor while choosing your destination. Look at learning and growth opportunities and match those with your values, needs, aspirations, and purpose. However, do not leave money on the table either. Negotiate well and get a good jump so that the money aspect is taken care of as well. You know, this is not an either or situation. Think win win. Tip number six do some extra research on your team and your manager. In the new workplace that is going to dominate, the leadership and managerial skills can make or break the experience. You do not want to be working for or with people who do not support your goals. Tip number seven, which is also my last one, expand your horizon beyond your current location. In a hybrid workplace, the world opens up for you. You can look at jobs in any city and even in different countries. Open up your mind to this possibility. You may be surprised what's in store for you. But what if you're a manager and you're not keen to move? And even if you move, you're likely to face the same challenges of retention in the new place. You might be wondering, is this just a permanently raised rate of resignation? Is this what I'll have to deal with? For the rest of my managerial career or is it just an inflection point and will we get back to normal? Well, we don't know. But what we know for sure is that a lot will depend on how companies and managers understand why people are quitting and respond appropriately. One hopefully silver lining of this pandemic will be that The world of work will transition to a more healthy, sustainable place for employee well-being. But ultimately different companies will have different approaches and the way they approach is going to define their brand for a long time. But irrespective of what your company does, you as managers will face the brunt of the situation when people leave. You will have to work harder and push other resources. When employees leave an organization, remaining teams often find themselves without key skill sets or resources, which negatively impacts everything from quality of work and time to completion to bottom line revenue. So managers, you cannot afford to sit on the sidelines. Here are some actions that you can take. First, you can start working with HR to get your pay and bonus systems in order. Show them the trade-off in terms of recruiting costs and the loss of productivity when people leave. Make sure that at least the best employees are rewarded at par with the market. Make sure you offer the best options to potential superstars. There is a study of more than 400,000 people published in the Harvard Business Review that found. And when employees believe promotions are managed effectively, employee turnover rates are half that compared to other companies in the same industry. Promoting the right people matters because it shows you, shows them that you value integrity and equity. Promoting the right people shows you reward performance and potential. That will make people think twice before leaving. Number two, embrace this mindset shift that the power no longer rests with the employer. While your company may be slow in recognizing this, you as manager can definitely accept this. The conventional wisdom held that in downturns, employer could get away with almost anything. Employees needed work and so would be grateful merely to have a job. Frills and niceties were 100% unnecessary. This doesn't hold true anymore. Go out of the way to make sure your employees feel valued and recognized. Number three, be the sort of leader that people want. People want different kinds of leaders in these different times. They want bosses who are not perennially skeptical about whether they're actually working when they're at home. They want to be respected by leaders who get that remote work is not an invitation for micromanagement. They want leaders who truly care about them and who work to make their lives better. Workers want transparency. They want to be trusted. They want employers who recognize that managing in a Zoom economy is different. Strive to be that kind of a leader. Number 4. Leave time for play While online chit chats and games may seem annoying and may feel like yet another chore, there are a lot of underlying benefits. As Esther Perel, renowned psychologist says, cut your meetings and leave time for play. Play helps colleagues know each other as full three-dimensional people and that seeing our work in the context of what we do and with other human beings helps us find meaning in our day-to-day life. At number five, which is also my last tip, is that small things matter. There are many small gestures such as acknowledging employee struggles and being more thoughtful with your communication, especially your written communication, which matters a lot in remote working, to creating clear goals and increasing opportunities for learning. All these are small gestures, but will credit to your trust bank account with your employees. Believe me, it's necessary to keep replenishing this account as it keeps getting depleted rapidly in these remote times. To end, I will simply say that any leader will do better at stanching the bleeding from their companies if they see the great resignation as less about remote versus in-person work and more about the general questioning of the role work plays in people's lives. If you want your people to stick around, you are going to have to convince them that they're getting more here than they would get at other places. But more importantly, they're getting something that outweighs all the stresses and pressures they face on a day-to-day basis. You have to convince them that they have a manager who truly cares and ultimately that makes a big difference. With that, I end part two of this two-part episode. Hope it left you better informed and helped you take the next steps in your career journey. I'll be back soon with yet another informative take on a topic relating to your work and life. Till then, stay safe and bye-bye.